Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kept Off, uh, the podcast. This is Michael McCullough. Today, uh, my topic is about competition at work. <clears throat> Why we seem to have created a culture of uh, within companies, within our, um, you know, where we work in our schools that favors competition amongst people versus collaboration. Uh, I think um, as you know, we move on into the information age and into the um, the future of of um, an economy based on innovation, based on product development, based on um, you know competition that is far wider than I think we've been used to in the past. So where the world is, everyone around the world is looking for ways to compete and conduct business in many different markets. Um, you know the model that we've uh, lived with for a very long time, I think needs to start to change. Uh, so I want to talk a bit about my thoughts on this and um, these are just my observations, my my uh, <clears throat> my thinking around where I think need things need to go and the challenges that I see in the way and because uh, I don't I don't know if uh, for sure this can actually happen. I mean we may be in a uh, just you know caught in a mode where we are we haven't we've lost the ability or we're not structured in a way anymore culturally uh, to actually work together in a collaborative way. Which would be sad because I think in the end, you know, others will, if, if other people and cultures in the world are able to figure this out, we're not going to be very successful in, co- in contrast to that. So uh, let's start with uh, sort of where, what this kind of looks like. Let's start there, right? So let's look at your standard office place and your standard office environment, um, you know, where let's say the manager is there and they have people who report to them. Um, the, um, the, the mode of operation there. So, so if the, the manager is in sort of, you know, you've, um, you're, you're there working with a team, right? And doing things like performance review, giving direction to people, um, you know, ensuring that people have the work they, they, um, that they need to have, right? So you have, everybody has enough work per se, or they, you may be in looking at how do they improve what they're doing. Um, in many ways, what, uh, the model looks like is sort of that manager, um, you know, with their, with the person who reports to them, um, you know, giving them direction, and um, often giving direction to individuals across their whole team. And so typically, you know, you're talking to one person and another and another, even though all three of those people may be working together, you as a manager, you know, are in coordinating, um, ensuring those things all line up or, you know, the challenges are being removed, the roadblocks are being reduced, whatever it is, you know, as as a manager's job, you're in there ensuring that everybody is following the rules, listening to what you're saying, but importantly, that they're looking up up um, for direction from you and not just looking up for direction from you they're also looking up for am i doing a good job or not so they're looking up saying is this good or not um, they're looking for uh, validation uh, in terms of are they contributing they're looking for uh, also you know economic you know um, you know rewards right so you're looking for bonuses i'm looking for a raise i'm looking for a promotion all of these things tend to be a look 
looking up type activity. And so where it starts is, you know, or it's obviously where it starts is kind of what it looks like in, in a lot of workplaces. So people spend a lot of time looking up, managing their status up, right? And it starts to move into a mode of, not starts to, it, be, it is a mode of looking for validation, um, looking for approval, uh, looking, you know, up the chain and, and, and again, the goal is, is that I'm trying to be recognized. I'm trying to advance up this ladder chain. Now, now for the people to, who are lateral to you, when I say lateral, I mean, these are your peers or people who are at the same level. Um, these become kind of your competition then, because if I'm looking for validation from a manager, it's going to be in contrast to the rest of the people around me. And so, so then with that, the people uh, who are lateral to me, they become my competition. So I kind of, I compete with my peers and I'm looking up, seeking approval, looking up. Uh, And then if I have people who are below me, so let's say when I say below me, so people that I manage, let's say, uh, for most of them, I'm doing a similar mode of operation as my manager is doing with me. So I'm, you know, looking at their work and telling them, you know, where to improve and we're, you know, maybe working together on that. But ultimately, it's a one-on-one with that person determining how are they doing, how can they get better and how can they fit in better. Uh, But also, what I'm what tends to happen is is that I'm directing downward or I'm pushing the you know things downward as you know as they come down from from up top they're filtering down to me and then I take this and I direct my team in various ways depending on what that is so I have a mode of operation here where I am directing down or pushing down I'm competing laterally and I'm managing status up now uh, this may work well or may have worked well i don't know if it ever worked well but let's say it does in an environment that doesn't change a lot so if really what i'm doing is i have you know a set of things that you know i just need people to do well over and over and over again uh, it doesn't require sort of you know creativity or cognitive thinking or, um, you know, you know, uh, critical thinking to understand what to do. It's simply a matter of follow this procedure, follow the set of steps, you know, really like a machine, right? It's really the mindset. And this does come from the industrial age. Incidentally, sort of looking at, you know, the, the finding people with the right skills to do the role and have them do it and optimize that. So you end up with uh, people sort of you know, following these steps, but being expected to follow them, right? And doing them over and over again, it doesn't really matter if I have that person work with someone else. And I, in fact, don't want them changing what they do without talking to me as a manager, because I'm managing how that work activity and product fits into the rest of the the cycle of value, if I even have visibility to that as a manager. Um, And so I, I want them simply to do what I say, um, not to take chances, not to think critically. Um, And so this is reinforced because of this, right? Now that mindset though, where, where it would work is again in that industrial age where nothing changes. I've come up with a perfect machine. Um, I just need everybody to listen to exactly what I say and then everything will work out great. Um, But of course we, as we all know, this doesn't happen. Um, And on top of that, um, 
the uh, the major the other major shift right now is that most jobs out there right now that are following a set of standard steps are going to be automated. If they're not being automated now, they're getting automated very soon. Uh, so when I say soon, I'm talking potentially years, right? So I'm not talking this week, but this is the this is the march that we're on right now. Uh, you know, both in terms of our industries, but in terms of society, a lot of the things that we have viewed in the past, right, are starting to move move away, and they're not they're not the types of roles or positions or skill sets that are needed to advance us into the future, into the in, into the digital age, the information age, which is not about following a standard set of procedures to achieve some known output or uniform output. It's creating new value, uh, creating new ideas, innovating. Um, both in terms of new product ideas, but also just operational efficiencies, looking at how things are working and coming up with creative ways to get better at doing those better, faster, and cheaper. And incidentally, both of those innovations are very important for companies to be successful. You need to be doing, you know, massive change sort of, you know, when you look for ways to disrupt your market, but at the same time, you always need to be innovating and trying to get better. Both of them matter. And both of them though, still require people to be able to think creatively, cognitively, but also collaboratively and collaboratively around knowledge of a value stream. So it's not my knowledge of a set of steps or procedure, you know, my expertise with this or that way of working. It's looking at the whole and being able to interpret better ways of doing things. That's in an innovation space uh, or in envisioning new products that, um, you know, solving problems that um, that others aren't doing. Right. So uncovering those customer challenges and figuring out ways to to uh, address those or to meet them with new and exciting products. In both of those cases, this isn't a sort of, I go off and do my series of steps or procedures to achieve that. This takes creativity. This takes a lot of collaboration, in fact. This takes uh, teams of people who work together and think laterally uh, that about people contributing to the ideas together so that all are successful. So it's not about individual success. Uh, you know, it's it moves into a mode where the entire team or group of people who know different pieces of the problem that people are trying to solve are working together but with a shared goal and a shared interest in trying to resolve those challenges. Now, a lot of the um, motivations behind this are they need to be deeper than what we tend to use in industrial age, you know, views of people where a lot of it's, you know, very straightforward behavioral economics. I give more money for more work or, you know, for creativity, any of these things that don't quite work or actually don't work in this mode where I'm doing creative work or I'm trying to invent things or I'm trying to innovate. I need to create something um, that is not about sort of do the procedure faster and you'll get money. I, I want people excited, jazzed about the, the problem they're trying to solve. Um, and with that, doing it together. Because to do it well, uh, it often requires people with many different mindsets, different backgrounds, ideas coming from um, a set of skills, capabilities, experiences that are brought together and built upon together as a team in a collaborative way to solve complicated problems. And so, 
Moving from this culture that we have in companies of competition with our coworkers to collaborating with our with our coworkers uh, starts um, with a different culture, but then that requires a different form of leadership. And so, so a couple things need to start to happen, right, in in companies. So one one has to be a um, a different role or, or rule around what that leadership role looks like. And so the leadership role moving from that, uh, you know, I'm going to direct down, I'm here to tell you what to do, to actually enabling, leading a team to work together in a collaborative way so that they're sharing ideas, but they're also winning together. So you're resetting the game to be not one of, um, you know, here I'm here to get my promotion or I'm here to look good and in comparison to the rest of my team, um, you're really looking at a mode where how does the entire team do? How successful is this team? Um, and so so looking up, so you start with that leader, let's say, that has a team. Um, the, uh, the way for that leader to advance needs to move to a mode where their success is based on their entire team success to uh, their ability of their teams to succeed. So creating um, a mode that the entire team success is the measure for the leader, right? In terms of how well they're doing. Um, and, you know, the team, the team's uh, ability to succeed needs to be based not just on individuals. It has to be about the entire team and never highlighting sort of sort of the hero or the person who's carrying the weight for everyone. It's all about the ability of that team to put their work together, but carry the ball across the line together. So the wins are for the team. Uh, it's not for the individual. As the... Um, you know, as that, that leader now, that's that's their measure of moving up. But in the other important part there of their ability to move up in an organization also has to include their ability to develop more leaders. And this is one that, again, you know, it may it may cause some people some some churn because some people may look at that as creating more competition. And that's a bit of a, a, a scarcity mindset. So you need to let go of that and think about more growth, the, po- the possibilities for you um, if you're able to create more leaders who can work work with those teams, you can then advance to to more, bigger and better things yourself. And so, so developing leadership within the team in order to do this. And then on top of that, as a leader, you're developing that team success and you're not, you're not looking or highlighting any individual success amongst that team. And so this is moving into rewards or moving into mindsets where you have teams who are successful or not together versus individuals who are successful in a company or not together. Uh, now, this, for some people, this may throw them off and, and in terms of uh, some frustration. Some people will feel like, well, that's not fair. What if I get people on my team who aren't as strong as me or aren't as capable as me? Uh, this, all, this all moves down into, remember some of that thinking from the industrial age where we look at it as, you know, my skill riveting, for instance. You know, I'm, I'm a better riveter than all the rest of these guys. I should get more pay or I should be a better, I should be promoted over them. Um, this is moving from a mindset of that into a mindset of um, if we're going to be, uh, you know, evaluated as a team, right? Our success is about my ability. If I am that superstar riveter to get everyone riveting as well as I can do. Uh, and in fact, maybe there's other things that I can learn so that, um, you know, my abilities go up too across the team. So it it moves things into 
Um, what, what you want to be doing is moving into a mode where the team is looking to each other to advance each other. And, and the leadership is needs to create that environment for that to happen, that the team is invested not just in the success of delivery, but success of each other, because the two go hand in hand. If, if we look at our abilities uh, in, as a group, if we can increase those, that'll increase our capacity, our quality, everything about what we're doing so that what we end up delivering is better and better all the time. Um, and then that is what starts to move and advance, create creativity, both in terms of the operational efficiencies and innovation. Uh, so there's um, so the, the mode where we want to move to. Now, some of the headwinds we have, right, to move to this mode of operation, or mode of thinking, I should say, is, you know, really culturally, we've, we're conditioned right from elementary school on to, uh, particularly in, in school, right? So it starts in school where it's a competition amongst our classmates. Um, so schooling is set up as the individual against the world, uh, where you're, your, your marks are your marks. Um, we're not creating, um, you know, schools that are, you know, evaluating our ability to work as teams and develop teams and develop others and, and valuing that. Because really, currently the values that we have are, do you have these skills? What were your marks? You know, do you know this, this type of science? Whatever it might be, you know, that's what's perceived as valuable as a person <clears throat> versus your ability to actually help to bridge ideas, your ability to teach others, your ability to enable others to learn, to commute, to collaborate and to think creatively and solve ideas or solve, come up with ideas to solve problems, I should say. So, so our education system needs to shift into a mode where we're developing that and valuing the, that dimension for people. Uh, you know, as uh, you know, as as much as the skills and the knowledge that we're developing in learning, because I don't want to put, I don't want to make make it sound as though those things don't matter. There's enormous value in the skills and abilities that we learn um, in in our education system. It's how do we take that and work as humans together, uh, not as machines who are directed by uh, overlord managers <laughs> to do those things. It's our ability to take what we've learned and respect the knowledge of other people, bridge it with curiosity and interest in the other dimensions that exist out there rather than perceiving those other uh, skills, roles, abilities with either hostility or derision um, because we think it's not as important as your work or um, or they think they're more important than my work. Uh, it's leveling out that view that um, that that because I am this, you know, super educated person, I'm far more valuable than, let's say, the admin, uh, somebody who's an admin on the team and helping uh, so that all of the roles help contribute to the team success success and valuing all those roles, but bringing them together, lifting everyone's boats with both knowledge and, and capability so that everyone, including the company, can start to succeed. So that's that's one area where I see, you know, a lot of, uh, so we start in education, right? So moving that along is, is hard. And then, and then moving into companies where 
so many people in the roles of leadership have gotten there because they've been competing up. And so most of my, most of the muscle I've learned to climb that ladder is all based on my ability to compete with others and push down as efficiently as possible. And so pushing down so that it's, so I don't deal with those problems and I can spend most of my time competing with the people who are lateral to me and making sure that the boss knows that I'm a superstar looking up. And so shifting that mode to my ability to create successful teams is what is recognized. Uh, so that is, is a very different view, right? So now all of a sudden my view is not looking up and saying, hey, notice me, look at me, I'm a superstar. It's I'm looking at my teams and I'm looking at how can I grow these teams into superstars? How do I create an awesome team that is um, that is able to deliver and then frees me up because they, I've also created the leadership and capability on that team to start to take on bigger and broader challenges within the company. And so this is one of those ways I think that is somewhat self-correcting that, you know, your ability to climb a ladder, I think, should be based on your ability to develop teams and leadership underneath you, right, that is able to do this on their own that then allows you to advance up the chain, uh, not uh, sort of a noblesse oblige where, you know, it's, you know, the, the fancy leadership at the top says, oh, I like you, right, because you seem to be a superstar. It's because now you're, you have the ability to lot to advance up because your team has given you that, right? You've, they've lifted you, right? Because of your investment in them. And so if we can shift into this mode set, this mindset, I should say, of uh, leading and creating culture within teams, within companies, it would be great. But again, most of the people in those roles aren't thinking this way. And so that's a huge shift, trying to shift that out overnight is very challenging and it needs to kind of start at the top. Now, getting to the top, this is where some of the challenges also, I think, exist today. So we have in you know, most corporate organizations sort of have a very senior leadership, you know, you're sort of board level, C-level company, or, or sorry, part of the company where, you know, it's a very broad strategic vision. And, and often really great stuff comes from that, but what tends to break down is when then that vision or that strategy uh, tries to transition into the rest of the organization, there's a massive chasm there between that very senior leadership into what I'll call the senior operational leadership and that senior operational leadership tends to operate more like what I just described. And what they do with that is they'll take that vision and it quickly becomes directives that then get pushed down. It's not about developing the understanding of the strategy and, and having that engagement uh, and um, you know development of what that will look like in a creative way throughout the rest of the organization. It becomes directives that then get you know pushed down at every level to meet the goals and vision uh, or sort of strategy that's been defined at the very top. And so that tends to be where there's a bit of a, there's a huge chasm between those two. And you, you often hear people talk about, oh, we'll increase engagement or we're working on increased engagement, all sorts of mechanisms and approaches people take, but they don't address this core leadership shift that needs to happen in that, what I call that very senior operational management role or, or capacity. And I don't call it leadership. I call it more management because it really boils down to taking um, these 
uh, taking strategy, goals, vision, and converting that into directives and, and activities for people to perform, which is what it tends to boil down to. So, so with that. Uh, I th- this, these are some of the headwinds we have. I think it's very important that culturally we get on top of this because, you know, the, 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 re- the whole world is looking at this. And if we, if we continue to sit in our offices, in our, in our, in our uh, workplaces, fighting with each other, we're not going to recognize or competing with each other that the competition is not inside the building. The competition is outside the building. And in fact, it's worldwide now. And with globalization, there's no escaping this. We're not going to be able to uh, keep people out of our market. We're not going to be able to uh, prevent uh, create creative people from taking our um, not taking, uh, but um, you know, building businesses and and services and products that start to compete in a very uh, strong way with what we deliver, and ultimately, potentially, um, you know, taking all of our markets. So we need to be aware of this and working at this. I I see this as existential in many ways for, you know, Western industry and for our ability to compete in, in the future if we don't focus on this and make uh, serious moves, not just within industry, but within our culture, uh, within how we work and treat each other, um, and also within our education system. Uh, Importantly, also within governments and and how we look at uh, what we do to establish uh, you know, education, but, uh, but think about culturally how we set up, you know, what it means to be, you know, part of this society. Are we in it to compete with each other or are we in a mode where we actually work together and uh, setting a tone of collaboration around us as a, as a country uh, working together to improve? So I think I think uh, new leadership is required across the board, and I think um, there's enormous opportunity. It's not all doom and gloom. I think the future looks awesome. I, I, nobody ever, I don't think anybody would ever want to work uh, in that sort of command and control environment if they have the choice not to. Uh, working in an environment where that is creative, that is exciting, that where you're solving interesting problems, and working collaboratively and valuing people, the people you work with is an important part of being a human. And I think it'd be good to get back to that. And then also uh, create awesome stuff and create an awesome future for our world and our children and uh, and everything like that. So so with that, that's my little... Uh, my little podcast for today. So I hope that's helpful to you. Hope you find that interesting at some level. <laughs> you know, uh, if you have uh, any thoughts on this, if you'd like to reach out, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this topic. You know, please, uh, please, you know, contact me. If you're, uh, you can either uh, send me a note at capdov8 at gmail.com. That's K A P T O V 8 at gmail.com. Or, you know, just go to capdov.com. That's K A P T O V.com. You can see my e- my email address is down in the footer there. You can email me there. You can also see my videos and other and other stuff that I have listed uh, from Capdov. Uh, with that, uh, I hope you enjoy your week and enjoy the rest of your day. Um, take care, everyone. Thank you for listening.
Thank you.